All right, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm back with my co-host, Rob. This is the only ghost-free podcast and ghost-friendly podcast out there in the universe. So I'm glad that you guys are with us. How are you doing, Rob? Ladies, gents, exes, I am out on the scene. I am risking life and limb. I am out on the sunny beaches of California. They think they could shut us down. They think they could keep us from seeing the ghosts that are out in droves nowadays. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but, you know, I am perfectly healthy. And yeah, there's nothing great. to be, thank you. <coughs> mm, excuse me. Um, but, you know, it's all about being ready because I have none other than Tom, Han- <coughs> Tom Hanks's blood running through my veins. Because Tom is handing it out like Jolly Ranchers, all right? And to make sure that the antibodies, (coughs) sorry, excuse me, is keeping (coughs) me healthy. So I have nothing to worry about. You know, I am not wearing any protection gear right now because I'm I'm making a statement that it is perfectly (coughs) perfectly safe. That is so brave of you, and you look great. You know, all, all of the, the lines under your eyes really define how beautiful your eyes look, and I've never seen that side of you before, which is great. So Tom Hanks's blood right now is coursing through your veins. Do you feel any bigger? Uh, you know, <coughs> at first, yeah. I mean, I, like I woke up the next day, and it's like my veins, like the shoes don't fit on my veins anymore. And, um, you know, just wondering how long that's, that's going to last. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, um, boardwalks and carnival. So I haven't found any sort of fortune telling machine yet to, to let me know what this means. But, uh, you know, that's the thing about Tom's blood. It's like, it's like a four lane express freeway right now. And so if there's any virus, quote unquote, going through there's just not enough you know there's there's a gridlock traffic jam before where it would sit and hang out but now it just flows through right mm. and uh it is um you know it, it feels very refreshing <laughs> well you look very refreshed and i'm glad that you were able to see all of the pirate ghosts on the beaches in california because that is a phenomenon that we are missing out on i feel like I mean, this is not a conspiracy show. We don't talk about conspiracies here. We talk about the truth. But I have heard some some rumblings on the internet that we have been put in quarantine because of all the ghost ships, uh, all the pirate ships docking, and all the pirates looting all the booty on on the beaches. So that's something that we should have we should be there. I'm glad you're there to to take a, a good look, and I'm glad you're keeping safe from the ghosts. I don't, you know. This whole virus thing may be overblown. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. But as as of right now, it looks like you are clearly, you know, a you know, probably a ninety eight percent. You're almost at a hundred. I mean, I think another couple drips of Tom Hanks's blood, and you'll be at a hundred. Yeah, actually, my temperature currently is a hundred three. So you're even higher than a hundred. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing. So now that we have all of that, your location, your safety taken care of, 
do have a lot of news, actually. The world, even though we've been kind of pent up at home, has decided that it is going to rocket ship into the future. Not only are we talking about rocket ships, right? But we're also talking about reunions. We're talking about old spells. We're talking about arcane rituals. And all of this is happening in the comfort of people's homes. And that's something that we have to be aware of, that haunted houses are going to critically rise in the next like four to six years. And we have all of the places that were once heavily trafficked. Now we have the ghosts of those people in those places. So all of your restaurants, all of your theme parks, they're all being charged by the haunted ghosts of us, by us. So let's get into it. First, we got to talk about the movie theater situation, right? Right now, movie theaters are empty. Ghosts are having a ball. And if you guys know about AMC, they are a, a movie theater company. I used to work for them. This is where I, I cut my teeth in ghost hunting, okay? I would go into empty theaters and out here, you know, popcorn still being chewed. And I knew it was a ghost. So AMC right now is in a, a death battle with, I, I think it's Universal, right? Not That's the universe. Correct. But just a uni one Universal. One universe. And it seems that they're having an issue over the release of a movie called Trolls 2 World Tour. And I know you're a big Trolls head, Rob. You have a tattoo on your chest that says Troll, Troll out, Troll-a-lol-lol. So I know you watched the first one. Have you, have you had a chance to watch the second movie? Yeah, this is actually the third movie, Whoa. Gio. And I have a, it's like, it's the Holy Trinity, right? You have the Father, the Son. This is, the world tour is the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the thing about the Holy Spirit is it's everywhere, right? They talk about this virus being everywhere, but no, it's, it pales in comparison to the Holy Spirit, which is truly, it permeates everything. Um, yeah. 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 You Just want to talk like, about the real coronavirus. It's the Holy Spirit, guys. Mm -hmm. Damn truth, Rob. Yeah, and that, and once you're infected, it does not leave your body. Ever. Wow. And I can't think of a better way to describe Trolls' world tour. Is that like the Holy Spirit? It permeates everything, right? It. It used to be where you had to go to a specific place. You had to go to a movie theater to be infected by the ghosts of a film. But now, they skip that part completely, and they are shooting this film to all of our homes simultaneously. You don't even have to rent this film for it to be playing in the background of your house. It's currently playing right now, even if you can't see or hear it. And the fact is that when it's playing, you know, some, some say that our subconscious pays attention to things that we don't. So you are still getting the experience of watching the Trolls 2 World 2 World Tour movie, even though you're probably watching the, you know, House Hunters or Pawn Stars or, you know, you're watching whatever you watch. Who knows? Maybe you're watching our, our shows. But whether you are or not, the subconscious mind is still watching Trolls 2. And we're still getting 
maybe benefits, maybe some pros, some cons. We're going to have to find out, but there's a lot of implications in the Trolls universe, right? It's a musical universe. Music is a spell. These trolls are magical creatures. And not only that, but we have a huge influence of music. Justin Timberlake is the producer and one of the actors. So he had to go to the troll universe, learn how, how to sing and talk and look like them, and then got plastic surgery to make himself look like a troll. And he's still you know, famous. He's still big. He's still making music albums. And we have him included with all of the musical talent that he brings to the movie. And he's acting in it. So Justin Timberlake, as a, as a magician, as a film star, as a celebrity, is not only a juggernaut, but he was also, if, we, if I have to remind you guys, he was a Mouseketeer. He used to work for the Big Mouse. So, soldier, if you will. Yeah, he was a child soldier. Now, I don't know about the working laws of, of children back when Justin was a little boy. But I know now it would be illegal. I know now, you know, him with a, a gun in his hand interrogating people for Mickey Mouse, that probably isn't looked at very good now. But that's where he comes from. Him, Ryan Gosling. I mean, these people, they're waterboarding, you know, uh, the Tasmanian devil every, every other weekend because they're not a Disney property, right? So Trolls 2, not only is it, uh, the third movie, which is kind of, kind of a, a misnomer. It, it, it kind of, uh, what do you call it? It tricks you into believing that there is less of a charged nature to this movie. And yet, this is the movie that broke the camel's back. Because this movie was released on demand, AMC is no longer allowing Universal to show any of their movies in the theaters. Th that means... No Fast and Furious. That means no 007, no 009 or 8, or 0010. Uh, Agent 666. You can forget about it. Them. Mm -hmm. We were, we were going to get there. And now, because of this, AMC has put the kibosh on Agent 666. So, this is a new era of theater, uh, movie production studio relationships. This is like a, a divorce between two loving, caring parents, but one of them has stepped out of their, their marriage and is now in the homes of every single American. Now that is dirty. I don't, I don't you know, that is very dirty. To, to all the shoes all the carpets, all the floors, they, they had to go inside everyone's house is disgusting. And because of that, AMC has clearly said, you're no longer allowed back into our, our home because this is a safe space. And who knows, you know, once mom and dad split up, like, you know, it totally throws everyone's schedule off. Suddenly you have dad crashing on your couch Mm -hmm. And, you know, mom is just at home rearranging everything, um, turning your bedroom into a second office, into a yoga studio. Um, you know, it just changes 
everything. And it, it's not just about them, you know, it changes the family. So inevitably, we get dragged into it as well. Exactly. So now when we go to the movie theaters, we have to go and probably play an, an extra like $50 to go to the underground movie theater just to watch the Fast and Furious movies. This is affecting everybody. And it's also going to affect the future of movies in general. Because not only do we have the Trolls debacle, but everything that comes afterwards, what is Universal going to do now that one of the most major theaters in America is no longer going to carry their movies? You know, how much streaming is going to happen after that? And that's what really scares me, right? This is, this is supposed to be a temporary stay-at-home order. And, and I know that people, smart people like Rob aren't, aren't you know, following those rules. They're, they're living by their own rules. They're mavericks. <coughs> and the thing is, now that we are in this new reality, it seems that the theaters and the companies, they are kind of planning for this reality to be forever. And so they are accommodating us in a way that scares me because now theaters will be empty on a permanent basis because of the, the 007s, the 009s. All those movies that are not going to be shown are all ghosts now in AMC. And the creation of that and the creation of all of the at-home ghosts is terrifying. So this is not good news. This is not, you know, happy slappy news that we're giving you this is the hard gritty truth and i know that eating sand is gritty but it's good for your digestive tract and you should all be eating more sand that's why i'm out at the beach now i'm getting my sand intake yeah at the moment and yeah we were talking about the kind of like that critical mass tipping point of ghost to human ratio and at this point it's just you know way way off the map we're seeing you know especially with news like this uh then we are run by a ghost society now you know if you think we're in control you think Haley baldwin is even in control of the united states you are mistaken yeah wow it is it is so sad to see someone so good at at their job just fall flat on their face you know Haley. You know, the impeachment was just, mwah. it was just so beautiful to see her acting the way she did. This is what kind of is making me wonder. It doesn't look like Haley anymore, and it doesn't feel like Haley anymore. Was there a switch up? Did we, did we miss it? I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, because, you know, traditionally this character of quote-unquote Donald Trump has always been switching around who's been playing. And that's a great question, Joe. I think we need to send our investigators in to see if there was a switch-up. And maybe, you know, the, per the, the entity, because I'm not ruling out, maybe it's not even a person playing Donald Trump, quote-unquote, now. What if whoa. it's a ghost? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I mean, we've never considered the fact that it was just, you know, it was, it's been people playing him this whole time. Trackable, you know, we can buy their thumbprint. We, we, we have found out their identities. Now, you might be right. This might not even be 
a person. It might it might have already been a person and they have passed now. I mean, it could be Winston Churchill. We've talked about him a lot. He's kept his bust in the Oval Office this entire time he's been in the office. You know, moving away uh, MLK for Winston Churchill. The the UK then having their split, the Brexit, right, because of that. I mean, all of this is related. And Haley Baldwin is clearly out of the picture now. And this is something we're going to have to look into. Um, I don't think we'll have time to do it this episode. But I want you guys to uh, send us an email, send us a tweet, and give us your own uh, guess or your estimate as to who you think could possibly be in the body of Donald Trump, right? Whether it be the ghost of Winston Churchill, Whitney Houston, any, anybody. It, it could be anybody. So give us your guesses, and, and we will see. We'll follow your leads. And if we find someone that is a candidate, we will tell you guys because nothing is held back here. If it's the truth, you're going to hear it. So let's get back to Justin Timberlake real quick because I think that the essence of being a child soldier – is that it never the battlefield never leaves right it's always there and this is something he was in the trenches right him ryan gosling jc Cizé, um i mean everybody right scarlett johansson britney brit it's britney bitch right she was there and they always forget one person the person that Justin Timberlake was best friends with. He, he was going to be in his band, Blink-182. Tom DeLong, the long-lost Mouseketeer. People don't talk about the friendship of Tom DeLong and Justin Timberlake enough. This is the kind of friendship that, you know, I, I would say Tom and Jerry have, right? Mm-hmm. On the outside, it looks like they're enemies. But on the inside, they're all they got, Right? It's Tom, it's Tom and Jerry. It's not just Tom and it's not just Jerry. And that's how it is with Justin and Tom. It, they're always together. Even though they look like they're fighting, even though they look like they hate each other, they always are together. Blink-182 was going to be a four-piece. It, it was, but Justin just didn't have what it took. He didn't look punk enough. He didn't look cool enough. And so he went his pop route. He's probably more like the Tom, right? Because Tom is a showman. He's a Tomcat. Jerry is a little rebel, and that's what Tom DeLong does. Even though we're talking about Tom and Jerry, Tom DeLong is the Jerry. I know it's hard for people to understand that. That's just that's the way that they their dynamic works. And you have to ask, why am I talking about DeLong, right? Why am I talking about Tom DeLong? I think everybody knows, but Rob, UFOs are pretty hack, pretty conspiracy. Um, what are UFOs even? So, okay, let's break it down. UFO, unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, that's where we have to begin. Because in this show, they're not, we know what they are. We know. So really they're like IFOs, identified flying objects. Because this, because we've been hearing about UFOs for years now. So the fact that we still don't know what they are, that they're unidentified, is baloney. Um, and in this particular instance, we know 
that these UFOs, you know, they're a lot, in the, they're, they're bigger than news this week. Um, it's no surprise because we all know how Hollywood PR works. Nothing just comes up, you know, as a surprise. But the Pentagon released videos of their identified flying objects. And of course, you know, you're here in the scene to get the, the hard news, the hard facts. And we know for certain that those flying objects were Justin DeLong. Mm-hmm. It was them doing their flight patterns, Tom DeLong, and this is, okay, we're going to get to the truth. And I want you guys to sit down. I want you to hold on to your, your chairs because this is going to be uh, the truth that people don't want you to know. They were on the set of Space Jam, A New Legacy. This is not a, a UFO, like you said. It's an IFO because it's identified as a part of the Space Jam prop. It, it is a prop in a movie. And yes, they made real-life rocket ships so they can fly and make the movie look more realistic. Sure. And yes, they talked with aliens to, to make that happen. Of course. But that doesn't make it a, an unidentified flying object. And it doesn't make it that aliens are flying it. And that's Justin and Tom. It's Tom and Jerry. It, it's a classic, you know, a bit between Tom and Jerry where they fly the UFO. So people need to understand, take a few steps back and stop talking about aliens in this literal way. I mean, it, this, these are musicians we're talking about here. And if you've ever seen a, a Blink-182 music video, this is exactly what happens in basically all of their music videos. There's always a UFO. There's always some kind of alien. Justin always makes a cameo. And it always has to do with basketball. Hey, but these are dimension hoppers, right? They're hopping to the Trolls universe, um, you know, all over the galaxy. So, you know, the idea that that some visitor from some far off galaxy. It's like, look, look at your own backyard first. These are coming from here. There's no, they're purposely making it sound like it's a, a mystery. Um, but they know, they know. Yeah. There's and no you mystery. do too. Now you know, and that's what we're here for. That's why I like doing this show because I, we always get these emails being like, wow, I was always in the dark. You know, I've always just been so sheltered. And now I have the truth. And now, you know, I'm going to go and invest in the stock market and I'm going to, you know, make a bajillion dollars. I mean, we've had success stories like that where people have said because of our podcast, they've made financial decisions that have turned them into billionaires. That's just the truth. Cold, hard truth. So, you know, you're welcome. You're welcome to everybody. Keep your money. We don't want it. You know, keep your money to yourself. But this is the kind of thing people get all mixed up right? They, they want, and this is a governmental kind of thing. They, the government wants people to think about UFOs and think about, oh, wow, like maybe it's possible that, you know, we live in a world where aliens and they're going to come attack us. And you know, who knows? What we know the truth being, it's just a, a movie. It's just a film set. It's just Tom and Jerry flying in a, on a rocket ship. It has nothing to do with aliens, even though we can have a conversation about aliens and we've talked with aliens, 
but it's not, it has nothing to do with unidentified. We, like you said, they are identified. We know who they are. So this is just a, a, a calm down. Everybody just calm down. Okay. It's not, it's not that serious. Everything happening is orchestrated, right? By the boo Illuminati. That's, that, that's a, a new, a new word that we're going to be using here because the Illuminati makes it seem like they're illuminated, right? That's light. It's not that light. It's boo Illuminati. It's scarier than just the Illuminati. If you don't believe us, just ask LeBron James. Just slide into his DMs. He'll let you know. Mm-hmm. A new legacy, right? A, a new legacy. This is about LeBron James finally growing a third leg. And the Looney Tunes will allow him to do that. They will graft on a cartoon leg, and he will have a new legacy. So let's take a break. We'll come back, and we will uh, round out the episode with some Disney talk. So we will be right back, guys. All right, we are back. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you had a good break. I know I did. Um, what did you do on your break, Rob? Uh, you know, I went for a swim in the ocean. It, it felt nice. Uh, you know, uh, got some really great sand from from the bottom and just, you know, just poured it right down and took a good swig of it and I'm uh, <coughs> feeling recharged. Oh, that's very good. Um, me personally, I just stared into my light bulb and just gained some, some illumination. That's, that's kind of what I do when I feel like I'm not smart enough. You know, they say, you know, everyone always told me as a kid, oh, you're so bright. And I thought, you know, if you take it literally, it means that you, you're, you illuminate light off your skin. So what I've been doing is you just, you know, look at your light bulb, you turn it on, and you just stare, stare at it with intention of trying to mimic the light. And I think if you look at my skin, it's wow, cool. it's glowing, yeah. beautiful. So I don't want to say it's working, but it's not not working. So I'm glad everybody had a chance to take a little breather. Some of the truth is hard to swallow, just like sand, and that's why you need a little seawater in there, a little ocean, to smoothen the the track to make it go all the way down that's what's going to happen in this segment okay this is going to be some hard truths these are going to be some some rock salt sand bits that you're going to be swallowing but it's for your own good just like eating sand is it's for your own health and it will make you a better person just like eating sand does we're talking about disney now um i know a dark cloud just went over everyone's head when I, once I said the word Disney, and I'm sorry, but um, this evil corporation must be uh, taken to the task, right? We need to make sure that this is being held accountable on every single level, which means that there's no time for, for uh, fear. There's no time for um, any kind of hesitation. We must go head on into this. So is Disneyland – culturally ripping from the Aztecs, did they uh, bastardize an entire culture in order to get more people into a theme park? Yes. The answer is yes. Are they using haunted treasure? The answer is yes. So let's start there because this is the most egregious thing, and it is, of course, a, a JD-related. 
everything everything Disney is always JD related. The Pirates of the Caribbean, guys. Um, I haven't been personally in in years just because of the boycott that Ghost and Scene has on Disneyland. But I have heard that they have recently updated the the park and that ride to include an actual prop from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie into the ride. That is, and I mean, when I say prop, you guys know that I'm, I'm not telling the truth there, right? A prop in, in a movie is reality. So that, that's not a prop. But um, when it comes to the stuff that they're putting into this ride, it is actual pirate treasure. So... I mean, I don't know if you saw, Rob, from all the, the ships, the, of the pirate ships that are landing, but they probably had a lot of treasure that they are bringing. They might have been bringing that to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I decided to go out to the beach because of this news. And it's correct. Like, up and down the California coast, you can see it. You can see these ships sailing up and down with the little, you know, skull and crossbones. And you know they're ghost ships because they just pass through other ships. They disappear. Uh, it's very spooky. Um, I'm out here and I just feel spooked. And some further investigation into Disney and their employee break room, they now have a specific locker for one Davy Jones. Whoa. Davy Jones is on the payroll at Disneyland, guys. Wow. I'm sure the 401k there is pretty good, too. I'm sure he's, he's saving up for his retirement. Okay. So we have boots on the ground. You've seen the treasure. And we have confirmations from inside of the park that the treasure is there. And the person that is in charge of the ride has admitted that this is real Aztec treasure. Now... There's only one other time in the history of film that this exact same thing has happened. And we're talking about the Goonies. Now, if you remember One-Eyed Willie had gold treasure, Aztec treasure, and that ship sailed off into the ocean at the end of that movie. It was a ship full of ghosts. If you remember, no one was on that ship, just a bunch of skeletons. So where do you think all that gold went? It was a ship out in the, in the ocean, right? A perfect ship for Pirates of the Caribbean to commandeer. And now that same gold is in Anaheim, California, being used on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. This, this gold, right, all this treasure isn't just treasure from – the Johnny Depp movie, but we're talking about the Goonies, literally the, the second movie that we ever did. So we have a personal history with this movie, with these actors, with the director Richard Donner and the horrific things he made those children do. He made those children kill real pirates. This is long coming. This is something that we have been covering for a very long time. And it is all culminating at this moment. So we have the stolen treasure. And now we have, I mean, Disney has no chill, right? They don't ever stop. Because we have Josh Gad reuniting the cast of the Goonies. 
during quarantine. I mean, not just that, he's doing this on the 35th anniversary. And you know, you all you math heads, you know, we're always about numbers here. You say 35, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a long time. Wow, didn't realize it was 35 years ago. Okay, if it's the 35th anniversary this year, and they finally got all the treasure in their theme parks, and it's incubating with all these ghosts, because no one, no, no living soul is in the theme parks. Where do you think those ghosts from the Haunted Mansion are going without anyone to guard the front? You know, and that's right around the corner from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And so true, Rob. Oh my God. This is all happening on the 35th. What's going to happen in 2021 when people are going to start going back into the theme parks? Because we all know they're not going to open till then. Oh yeah, that would just make it the 36th anniversary. Three sixes right there. If you think that anything is random in this world, people, you got to open your eyes. And that includes your third one, your third eye. Open it up. Get the eye boogers out of it. Because Rob just hit you guys with a semi-truck full of truth. And I don't know if any of you guys are able to stand, sit up from that because that is intense right there. So we have the Goonies reuniting after 35 years. Josh Brolin, right? I mean, Josh Brolin is in the Marvel movies, right? He was a Thanos, right? So his involvement in all of those movies, his superpower to turn purple at any moment, he can use that. We also have Sean Astin, uh, who was in the Lord of the Rings movies. We have... Uh, what's his name? Um, the guy who was in the vampire movies. Corey Feldman. Corey fucking Feldman. I mean, every single one of these actors went on to take their own corner of Hollywood, right? Josh Brolin has purple superhero, you know, corner. Sean Astin has a little Hobbit, you know, uh, Lord of the Rings corner. Sean Astin has vampire corner. And... Josh Gad is, I mean, he's Olaf, right? He's also Josh God, literally a God among men walking. We've talked about the power that Josh Gad has. And so his ability, and this is just like him on a whim. And the funniest thing is I I read this interview where he was explaining what brought him to want to reunite the Goonies. He just said he just felt like it. And all he had to do was he just called one of them, called another one, because there is no agent that is going to turn down Josh Gad. So he was able to contact literally every single Goonie after years of them never wanting to speak. And through the power of Josh God, got them all on the same conference call. So this is the beginning of a new era for Josh Gad because he is doing this. He started a show. It's called Reunited Apart. And that's a raw. That's a that's a roar, basically. It's him roaring, I am Josh God, and I will reunite anybody and everybody that he that I want. Which means that yes, you can expect there is going to be a Back to the Future reunion pretty soon. Okay, we're gonna have um the old man and the young man marty and and the doc they're going to be on a zoom call and think about it zoom 
that means they're going at least 88 miles an hour. So accidental time travel is bound to happen. And it's probably all a part of the design. You know, not, like we said before, none of this is by mistake. And because they're time traveling, that means the show has already happened. Exactly. So Disney, Josh Gad, Josh God, I mean, however way you want to say it, they are at work. They are not taking a breather. They're not taking a break. They are amplifying their ghost numbers. They are amplifying all of the uh, – what do you call it? The chakra aligners that they've brought, all the crystals they have hidden in the in the park. And now, when you come back in 2021 on the 36th anniversary of the Goonies, you will feel, you know, like a sloth. You will walk slower. You will feel your pirate, you know, a sense of 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 uh, what do you call it? Um, a f- I'd say you're gonna feel the fear of, of Jash God when you enter the, the park. So let's kind of uh, prepare ourselves for the next uh, opening of Disneyland. There has to be mass protests. There has to be people in the streets. And this is the last thing that I wanted to bring up because this is a sad state of affairs. We have John Boyega. He was Finn, um, like a shark fin in in the uh, Star Wars new movies. I'm not sure if anybody knows what Star Wars is, but this is so sad. John Boyega has amnesia and he doesn't remember what it's like to be in, in that movie. This is a, a, a quote, a direct quote from him. What just happened to me? You know what I mean? It's like, now I'm home and there's so much stuff I still got all my scripts, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. He literally doesn't even remember being in the movie. He thinks that the movies are still going to be filmed or something. They wiped his memory. I mean, and when you send people on intergalactic travel, this is the results. You know, Disney is just shooting people across the galaxy without any sort of precaution or they don't really or it seems like they just don't care what happens to these people the effects that we all know of traveling at the speed of light to go to the far edges of the galaxy coming back you're a young man and everyone else is old and it really messes you know with your brain and I don't think there's been enough studying you know we are here in our um, ghost in the scene laboratories running experiments all the time to make sure we can do this safely, um, you know, partially through astral projection and crunching the numbers as you know we do. But here we see Disney just using these actors as their lab rats. And not only lab rats, but they're using them as child soldiers. They're using them as, as crash test dummies. I mean, they have no regard for their actors. They have no regard for anything. And it's scary, but it's also something that we can bring up as a, as a public forum. And, and we can finally have a conversation, a true conversation about what they're up to, right? So now that we have all of this kind of put together, right? Disney as, as a tangled web, right? 
where is the spider, right? What is what is the the actual main goal right now? And I would say their main goal is not only are they bringing back the sense of you know because Disneyland only opened once, right? In the fifties or sixties, who who knows when? Maybe even like the eighteen sixties, but this reopening this giant reopening which is going to happen at some point we don't know when right but this is a a, a timer that's going to start ticking down there is going to be a giant event once this happens and when it does i want you guys to just be there with us and be aware that you know we're a unified team on our side and that we, we will fight disney on every single level that we can but that means that, you know, you're going to have to go along with us on some of our, our investigations. You're going to find out through us that Disney is doing things like Lab Rats. But even, I mean, we're talking about our universe in, in our world. Disney has their fingers in other universes. So is there a possibility that in another dimension – that Disney is already halfway through their plan, already done with their plan, and they're planning on switching dimensions and actual dimension hopping an entire park? I don't know. But it's up to us to find out. It's up to us to get the truth. And it's up to us to save as many actors as we can. Because I don't think John Boyega wanted to get amnesia. I don't think John Boyega planned on having to wear a diaper the rest of his life because of hyperspace harrison ford is in his mid-30s and he looks like he's probably like 70 years old and that's disney's fault okay all of the the rapid aging all of the hyperspace travel the bones and the muscles in your skin they sag i mean i don't want to i mean look at mark hamill just look at mark hamill he was once going to be the most beautiful man alive, right? E, People Magazine, they were all going to call him that. And then he was in Star Wars, and it ruined his face. That was a bad accident. That was an experiment they were trying out, and they failed, and it ruined his career. He had to be a voice actor for years because no one would take his face seriously. And it wasn't until he became an older man that they said, okay, well, we'll throw some makeup on, we'll draw a, a fake beard, and then we'll throw you in a movie. But which movie is this, Joe? This is, again, Disney and mm-hmm. the Star Wars. So, um, you know, my, my thoughts out to Mark Hamill, because who knows? But he probably looks like a skeleton now. They, they turned him into a ghost in the movie. I mean, that's the, that's the most hilarious thing, is they, they ruined his face right? They ruin his career. And then they ask him back only to him to return as a ghost, which means that they removed his bones, which is why he probably just looks like bones now. I mean, this is a tragedy, what happened to John Boyega, but it's not, it's not a, a single thing that happened to one person, right? This is something that happens to almost everybody that works for the big mouse. And we have to advocate for these people. They're people too. They were taken advantage of. I don't think John Boyega is an evil person. And I don't think he had anything, you know, any bad intentions. 
but he still thinks he's going to make the Star Wars movies. And that is sad because, you know, he's probably going to show up to set and he's going to be the only one. And, you know, what's going to happen? They're going to tell him to go home, right? John Boyega is so misguided right now that he thinks that he's living in 2016, you know? And somebody reach out to him. I know that we have fans that are really close to John. So reach out to him, tell him that we are here for him and that if he ever wants to, you know, appear on Ghost in the Scene and maybe if he has any, you know, flashes of his memory to come back, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear his side of the story because I know that as, as somebody who has, you know, survived a production, right? I, I've been in a movie or two. Um, it's, it's hard to tell your story. It's hard to tell your personal story after it's over. And I just want to tell John, this is your safe space too. You can tell your truth here and, you know, we won't make fun of you and we won't, uh, you know, um, possess you by anything, you know? That goes to all the actors and even if you're not an actor, you know, this is a safe space to talk about your paranormal experiences um, and, you know, because a lot of you, by watching movies, can become possessed. I mean, I know I've never seen the Star Wars movies, but that's just because I'm not really into the art house genre. You know, I, I like to have my movies to have like a little bit more of a popcorn fare, um, you know, like your Fast and Furious uh, franchise. So, but, you know, that doesn't exclude you if you have seen it and you feel like you've been possessed by it, we can relate to that and we can help you through that. Exactly. We are a global universal community, multi-universal community. We are here for you. And this is, this also goes out to our enemies, you know, for Haley, uh, maybe not our direct enemy, but you know, we, we adversary and you too, you and your entire family, the, the Biebers, the, the Baldwins, you're also allowed, I wouldn't say welcome on our show, but you're allowed on our show to, to give your side of the story. You know, we're not going to give you a, a clear pass because accountability is still a very important thing for us in Ghost in the Scene. Justice never sleeps. We are paranormal legal lawyers after all and, you know, do no harm. I know the Hippocratic Oath has nothing to do with lawyers, but I, I took it just because I know that um, it's it's been doing really good um, work in, in hospitals. I've been doing a lot of good legal work in hospitals. But the fact is, our adversaries are people too, and they have a chance to come to the light. All we have to do is just shine that light bulb in their face. So this is our, our call to them. Turn on the lights, bro, and, and, and put your face to it. And I want you to look in, and when you see it, the light, you're looking at ghosts in the scene. That's what you're seeing when you look into the light. So let's end it there with that very positive, positive message. Ghost in the Scene is the light, right? We are the way, the truth, the light. Um, the Holy Trinity, right? Rob, Geo, and of course the horse. And the Holy Spirit is, is with us at all times, most just like the coronavirus. And we are here for you. And Rob, I know that um, you know you are such a strong and healthy person that Sorry. You'll, yeah, you'll do just fine on, on the beaches. I hope that you interview as many pirates as you can while you're out there. 
and um, stay safe, stay cool. It looks pretty windy where you are. I, I mean, I am like that's that's the the ships coming breezing in. You know, there's so many pirate ships, and they they run on on wind power. You know, that's something also to consider. Like we've transitioned to where like ships run on uh, gas and oil, but you know, the original like wind power. Um, we think of it as being past, but it's also going to be our future. Um, so there's lots to like study and to understand about ghosts. That's why we also say we're ghost friendly, because uh, there's a lot that we need to understand, especially that we live in a ghost run society. We need to know uh, how to navigate that and how to protect our universe within the greater multiverse. Um, because I think if we try try to smash it all into singularity, like Disney, it's gonna just create a giant mess and it's gonna squash us all, you know? Um, so eat your sand, you know, um, stare at your lights and know that we're here for you and we know you are here for us. That is why we do it. We feel your energy. So thank you for following and being in the scene and sending your comments. We love you all. Thank you so much, and stay in the scene, guys. Take care, and we will see you guys next week.